Welcome to the Six Bad Asia podcast. Today our guest is not only a frequent visitor and former expat in Thailand, but has travelled across Asia enjoying all it has to offer. Welcome David Kingsman to the Six Bad Asia podcast. Hi Shannon, how's it going? Welcome, Thank, thanks for joining us David. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself mate. Uh, I work in the aviation industry and uh, I first uh, heard about Patia from all the guys because a lot of the guys are contractors and it's a lot of working away from home and long hours and uh, they used to, you know, they used to work about three months on, like work seven days a week and then they used to go to this Thailand place for the, the month that they was off and of course they come back with all the stories so it uh, ignited my interest in the place basically. And so that's how, how you started, you, you basically heard heard a few stories and it, it, it piqued your interest? Yeah, I, yeah, they used to, I mean, the particular group of guys I was working with, they used to go to Koh Samui for basically three months and chill out. They used to get a beach hut and, you know, they used to normally find themselves a young lady and just sit there for three months. And it, all, it all sounded pretty good. Nice. And then one day they came they came back and they'd been to this, like, den of iniquity place called Pattaya. And, I mean, obviously they come back with all the stories and all the names of the bars and, you know, like, at that particular time uh, in Pattaya, there was one main street. I mean, it's, it's actually quite dead now. But I mean, in the time, I mean, we're talking about 1999, it was called uh, Soy Pattaya Land. And I mean, it was absolutely wonderful. I mean, you had the bar, the go-go's like the classroom, you know, obviously the school girl theme, you had rodeo girls, they were all dressed up as the cow girls. You know, you had kittens, there was all that cat woman. You know, there, there's a lot of bars like that down there. I mean, you know, what's not to like about that, really? Absolutely. A lot of people actually say that the place has changed quite dramatically and the, the fun has left Patia. What, what do you feel yourself? Uh, I, I think, obviously, like a place like Patia, when, when you've got money in your pocket, you could always have a good time, like, like any of those big towns. I mean, I mean, I, I work in Holland, and I mean, people say like, "Well, Amsterdam's finished," but you know, obviously, if you still go up there with a pocket full of money, you can have a great time. But I think, I think with Pattaya, it did, it did have a, it had an innocence to the place, really. You know, this was pre iPhones, you know, iPads, and really even the computer age. I mean, our, our, you know, ourselves, we was only just getting into the computers. I mean, hardly any of the bars had a website, and I think. I mean, it's quite a, it, actually it's an important part of Pattaya history. I think this this particular time, like ninety nine two thousand, there was a guy in Walking Street. I mean, they called him Pattaya Pete. They call him. I mean, he's actually the guy who owned the beer garden. He, he, but when he first started, he opened a bar. It was called FLB Freelancer Bar in Walking Street. And I mean, to be honest, that really is what all the Pattaya groups that you see now, all the forums. That really was it. That was the start. That was the start of it. And all the all the guys that are long-term guys there were all members of FLB, and I mean every it was it was massive. I mean every Friday night, you know, right through the year, he'd have a blackboard app outside, and I mean we never used our real names then. We all used to use a nickname. It was you know it wasn't as open as it is now. Like all the internet, I mean like Facebook, everyone used their real names, but it was all in the days of forums, and we all used to have a nickname. I mean mine was Merkwood <laughs> for some reason. But, uh, you know, you'd go in there on a Friday night and you'd write your name on the board and you'd, you'd see all the other guys you were chatting to, you know, like Barry F or Sexy Beast, my mate Dale, and uh, people like that. And you'd meet each other for the first time. It'd be fantastic, fantastic atmosphere. And you'd go around these, what we used to call, potato prowls around all the go-go bars and stuff. It was a brilliant time. 
Yeah, hard to repeat. And it seems that you got you've you've built up a, a bit of a network. I I know you reference uh, quite regularly in your uh, your group that you're uh, admin on about the Naklawa, uh the Naklawa boys that uh, yeah, the, the right. mafia. Yeah, the Naklawa mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're my friends. So, uh, you, so yeah, you, yeah, you've built up a, a fair network of people over a long period of time. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the problems uh, when you leave. You know, if you eventually do. I mean, obviously, I was working there. When you actually do leave Thailand, you know, like I went back to UK to work. I mean, the problem with it is you've got twenty. Years, it's very difficult to leave it all behind because I mean, you've got twenty years of friends, experiences, everything there, isn't it? I mean, it's not really something you can just press the delete button and everything's gone. You've still got your friends and you know contacts. Absolutely. Are there any other places around Asia you've spent much time, especially in pursuit of uh, young female co- company? Yes, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've been, I was very, very lucky. With I got, a, I got a job working for a large company, and uh, I was just based in Thailand. Really, I lived in Thailand. That was where my base was. But I mean, my customer, you know, the base I used to serve was up with Southeast Asia. So I mean, it was like a miracle for for someone like myself who comes from humble backgrounds. I mean, I, I I went to every every country really, and I mean, we was entertaining customers on company expenses. So I did did actually get to see the probably the best of a lot of the country. I mean, we went to we went everywhere, like uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia, uh, Brunei. I, I've been I'm so very lucky. China, yeah. India, been it been it been everywhere we, at work, and you know, any, any favourites? Any favourites out of those? Uh, I. I I always like the Philippines. I, I just, you know, just like it there. I mean, they're all, they're everywhere's great if you've got money. I mean, I went to Singapore. I mean, you know, staying in all the nice hotels and stuff, and take on, you know, when you've got food and drink entertainment expenses, it's a, it's a lot better. I don't know if I'd have enjoyed them so much if I was spending my own money. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I think some people uh, open your eyes to certain places. Um, Indonesia. I don't know if you've spent any time in Jakarta, uh, but. I was introduced to Block M by by a friend of mine that resided there for a few years, and and it's it's, it's amazing you can find this stuff pretty much anywhere you go. It's it's there if you know where to look. No, that's right. I mean, I've got I've got obviously I've got friends who live in live in Indonesia, like the people I used to work with, like uh, English guys as well. You know, as well as Indonesian guys, but they actually say the same story as. As us guys moaning about, oh, Pattaya used to be great twenty years ago and stuff. I mean, they actually say the same stuff. Everywhere, everyone says exactly the same stuff about, you know, Indonesia. And I mean, I'm working in Holland at the moment, and I've been in the Czech Republic a lot. And I mean, obviously, all the guys down there say, oh God, you should have come to Prague, you know, ten, twenty years ago. It was fantastic. You know, it's, I think it's just the way of the world. I think, I think with the social media now, I mean, everything's open now. There's not really any surprises, is there? I can remember 20 years ago, I was like, Pattaya, you know, shh, go to Pattaya. And there wasn't really a great deal that you could find out about it that yes. we got there. There seems to be a lot of guys, the older guys, saying, oh, they've ruined it. The young guys are coming in and ruining it. All the social media's ruined it. Um, I, I, do find, well, I do find that whole uh, dealing with, with smartphones, with the girls on smartphones and so forth, is quite annoying. But uh, it seems to be the way that it's gravitated. Well, I think you you know you've got to look at it. It's pretty obvious, really. I mean, I'd say like ten, fifteen years ago, like most of the girls didn't have smart, they didn't have phones. I mean, they used to live like you know they they 
the whole concept of it's changed. I mean, a lot of the bars used to be run by Thai owners, you know, like Thai mama sons. And I mean, for year, for the, the way it worked, you know, this is before a lot of the foreign guys owned the bars. And I mean, the way it used to, the, the way it worked for years, you'd have the mama son, she'd, she'd run the bar. And every sort of three, four months, she'd get in a bit low on girls and she used to go up to the village where she come from, somewhere like Karat. And then, you know, word on the street, she was looking for girls and stuff like that. And she'd come back with a, you know, a group of girls, basically. And that's, that's how it, you know, works. And they was all pretty new to the scene and they would all be, you know, sort of rabbits in the headlights with the, you know, they'd be sort of finding their feet. And after a couple of months, they'd be great and they'd, they'd like it and they wouldn't want to go back home. And I think that's how it used to work for years there. You know, it's totally different now. With, I mean, social media now, I mean, when they're in Corat or wherever they come from now, they, they're fully clued up before they even get to the day, you know. Absolutely. So do you, you have know, any, I mean, any favourite memories uh, of, a, of a time or a place or a, something that you went into, like a place you went into that you totally expected nothing? I know sometimes you go out and you, you think, oh, I'm just going to have a quiet night, and then you, you ended up with <laughs> um, an amazing uh, story to tell. I'm not saying it. I mean, I think when I discovered Soy 6 in about 2005, it was the maddest street on the planet. I don't, I can't imagine, I, I, I mean, I, people always say like, oh, what was Soy 6 like? I mean, you you couldn't walk from one end of Soy 6 to the other end. That's just, that, to start with, there was just, you were just mobbed, but there was, there was like packs of marauding, really attractive girls, you know, and their mission in life was to get you in the bar, not you carry on walking down the Soy. And I mean, if you were to say, pick a night, I mean, God, there's so, you know, every night was mad down there, you know. Every night you could you could go you could say to your friend I'm going to get a few barbecue sticks and uh, walk through soy six and you you know you would you go home like ten o'clock the next morning you know it was absolutely mad so I'd have to say soy, soy six in two thousand and five to two thousand ten any any day or night really so so yeah. are you a believer of the of the the metamorphosis of soy six the opening up the bars and so forth do you do you believe that it's um it's damaged the soy too much or uh, I'm going to be honest now right because there's a certain group of bar owners that have, own a lot of bars down there and they do get a lot of stick and people say they ruin soy six but I mean I can say as a as a person who used to go there a lot you know before they own bars I think it I don't actually ever blame them for ruining soy six I think the soy six concept was going out the window when like the mobile phone you know social media started the girls didn't have to go and work there anymore. They, you know, they can do what they was doing there from in the comfort of their own home, can't they? They can join a, an app, a dating app, and so it was. It was the the soyish experience that the older guys are talking about. That you know, when when it was good, you know, when it was brilliant. I think before you know, before the opening up of the bars, that would that that was really on the downhill. That was really like going out the window anyway, to be honest. But I mean, all right, yes, the open bars now doesn't suit everyone. And it's not, you know, it's obviously not the same experience as it before. I mean, it, it used to be all little CD closed bars. The girls used to run out the front, grab a guy, get him, get him inside. And I mean, you'd never, you know, you'd never get out in one piece. I mean, you, obviously, you you can't do the same sort of, it's not going to be the same sort of thing with an open bar, is it? They're not going to grab you in an open bar and do do the things that used to go on down there. Well, do you think it's more so the fact that there's um, like the married guys or the guys in relationships that 
that felt that I always found the old style bars in there back in the late two thousands was um, really more a seedy, a little bit sort of dingy. You know, I, I didn't think they were all that appealing on the inside. But do you think it's more so uh-huh. that being open? It, it sort of um, it, people feel they've lost a little bit of the privacy that they had before. Do you think that's what what sort of drives I think that? that well, basically, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it was. I mean, no one was really bothered about the, you know, what were the stalls like in the bar or what's the lighting. I mean, they was dingy. I mean, they always used to have like the B and Q looking garden sofas inside. I mean, they, you know, they was pretty, yeah, dingy inside. Yeah. Well, they didn't spend they, any time thinking about it. That's for sure. They didn't uh, try to no, clean I mean, out the inside. You know, but, you didn't go. I mean, like obviously, like now, I see the bars down there now, and then like, yeah, cause they look fantastic. You know, lovely light shows and great places to sit and drink with your friends, I guess. But I mean, we never used to go down there for that. We, I mean, you know, you're talking about Soy Six. It was a yeah, it was a lot of married guys, and it was the sort of place you'd say to your wife, oh, "I'm just going to pop down the golf shop for an hour, dear. I'll be back in, you know, be back soon." You know, you bloke would run down there, two two quick beers and a lady drink with a girl, and go upstairs have a you know have a quick. <laughs> quick shower or whatever he was going to do and then you'd be out again and you know come home with a couple of golf balls happy days everyone was happy yeah i mean personally i feel the the whole uh soy six thing like i don't actually mind the open front bars i think it's actually good to be able to walk past and have a glance in um back in the back in the old days my early days in in bangkok um you know mid 2000s uh, you know, the, you, they'd put the, the good-looking girls out the front in Cowboy, so Cowboy in Bangkok, and and you sort of go yeah. inside and it's like, oh my god, you know. But by the time you've already walked in, you've got to buy a drink, and you know what I mean. You don't feel like walking straight back out. You will grab one drink and and then sort of try to exit your way out of there quickly. But I, as a, to me, I, I feel that it's sort of um, it's as a punter, it probably makes it a little bit easier to to decide whether you want to go into the venue in the first place. Yeah, I, th- I think the difference is then the the soy six girl wasn't always the most attractive lady. To be honest, they was a soy six girl was a soy six girl, if that makes sense. True. And I mean, the, if they got you into a, I mean, to be honest, if they got you into the bar, you know, good, bad, or ugly, they was probably going to get your thousand baht out of you. It didn't. I mean, now I, I look at the girls. Yeah, a lot of the pictures of girls out there. Yeah, really pretty girls, really beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that the standard of girls looking was not always as good but i mean you saw six girl was just a lot of fun they was the older girl they they knew the score and so did you and i mean like i say if one of them got you in a bar there was i can't remember i was saying to someone the other day i mean can you ever remember going into a soy six bar and not <laughs> you know it, it was just a done deal if they got you inside and got a drink in front of you that was your lot you know absolutely so yeah, good. in your time, I mean, 20 years, you've been there um, yeah. quite a while. Do you have any funny stories? So times you've got back to the room and found things you weren't expecting or you thought something was going a particular way and it just totally well, didn't end up the I, same? I, I, don't, I don't really want to make it about me, the podcast, but I suppose you are interviewing me. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I did have a – I mean, my funny experiences lasted about – you know, nine years because I mean, I I had a girl, I had a few long-suffering girlfriends. I mean, I was never good. I had a few long-suffering girlfriends in Pattaya. But to be honest, if you're in a relationship in Pattaya, it's different from everywhere else in the world. I mean, you things happen in Pattaya that you're, you know, obviously you live there, and it so 
to other people who go to Pateau who live there, it's not going to sound shocking. But, you know, your lifestyle there is totally different, obviously. Like, you don't get some guy in England going home to, you know, <laughs> nipping down the golf shop for an hour, do you? And then there's certain things that the Thai girls, I, I think they're quite cool. They're comfortable with it. They know the score. As long as you don't put it in their face, you know, they, I, I don't think, I think if you said to a Thai girl, I'm going to be faithful to you, and you lived in Pattaya, she'd look like, I think she'd look at you like you were insane. You know, it's just not, it's like saying to someone, I'm not going to eat any food. It's, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're living in Pattaya, you've got to make certain allowances. In my funny times, obviously, when I've got caught out with the girls and stuff like that before, but I, I can I can remember one. I mean, you did say to me, remember a funny time. And uh, I've got I've got one of my stories. I mean, I was living with my, you know, girlfriend at the time, who actually is, I'm still with now. She's, she's with me in UK. But we was sort of pretty serious. But I was obviously still, you know, out and about. So I was in Bang Chang this particular time, and I, I met some girl and I was gorgeous. She was really, really pretty girl. And so, you know, one thing led to another. And so every time I used to go there, I used to be with Goy. So anyway, I didn't realise, but at the time, Goy was like a little bit of a detective and she tracked track my missus down on Facebook, <laughs> unbeknown to me. So one day I got home and uh, I got my missus say to me, uh, oh, how are you? I said, yeah, yeah, not too bad. You know, work was a bit tough. And she said, oh, right, yeah. She said, oh, I've had a phone call from someone. I said, oh, who's that then? Thinking it was work. She went, Goy. And I thought, oh no! <laughs> and she said, uh, "Yeah, she told me she's gonna. You want to leave me and go with her and set up home with her, and you know, sorry and all that." And I said, "Oh no, it's like misunderstanding." And she said, "Yeah." Anyway, long story short, they'd had a good conversation about it, and Guy had decided, would it be a good idea to share him? You know, half the week each. And I mean, wow. always that was funny stories. I, I was all quite into it as it goes, but wow. you know, unfortunately, she didn't go for it. You know. <laughs> What was wrong with it? There was a lot of stuff like that, though. You know, it's just crazy. It's brilliant time living in Pattaya. It's just crazy. Absolutely. Really. A- but any embarrassing moments? Any? Any? You woke up the next day and thought, "What was I thinking? What was I thinking?" Then? Oh, I, I think I think if you live there, that it's like that every day. I, I mean, it'd be difficult to find one. I mean, I think we all of us who've been there, we woke up in crazy situations in places that we, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you there. I gave up drinking about nine years ago as a result of a constant waking oh, up in yeah. situations I, I had no understanding of. Well, I mean, like I say, you, you know, we we used to go out weekend mad weekends, and you'd, you'd end up, you know, on a lot of, like we really have. We've ended up on coast of Met. Oh my God, what about I get here? You know, just it it was brilliant because I, I think what Pattaya did twenty years ago, it gave the average. Average guy in the street who earned average money, it gave you the spending power of the Premiership footballer, I suppose. So I think everyone like went a bit mad. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I think I think maybe they still do. I mean, it's a lot more expensive than it used to be. But uh, I mean, I was talking about this in our group the other day. Uh, a two-week holiday to Pateau, We used to book it with Keone, and it used to cost with a direct flight, and we used to stay in the Juicy Resort. It used to cost seven hundred and fifty pounds. So, I mean, you know, we, we actually worked it out. We've got a number cruncher in our group, and he worked out the same holiday. We'd be about £10,000 now, and we used to do it on about 2000 Yeah, the, the, obviously the, the strength of the BART has, has affected yeah. uh, Thailand's, yeah. uh, I guess, favourability. 
and a lot of people are now sort of looking at places like Angeles or Manila or these other uh, options purely because of the, the cost of uh, of doing that now. It's, it's quite substantial. Yeah, I mean, for years everyone's, you know, the game, what's better, Angeles or Patea has been, oh, for years that's been batted about what's better. And I mean, I've, I'm lucky enough to have been to both of them. And they always say like, well, oh, Angeles is nothing to do in the day and the food's not very good. I mean, I think, you know, it's nice to have both of them, you know, like, why why choose one really? Why not just enjoy both of them? If you fancy going to Philippines, go for it. If you fancy going, to, I mean, one thing that always pulls you back to Patea. I mean, you, you have got a bit of everything. I mean, you know, like I talk, you talk about the Nakua Mafia. I mean, yeah, I, I my condo was in Nakua, and our the Nakua Mafia. I call my friends. We had the whole floor of a condo block. Every you know, every floor like number four level, we had all the condos, so we all got to know each other really well. But I mean. There's such a great community there in Pattaya. You could, you know, you wake up early in the morning, someone would walk up the beach, you know, go for a walk up the beach, a bit of keep fit, and you'd come back and there'd be guys, if you fancied a bit of going out in the afternoon and soy six, there was someone to go with. If you fancy going out at night, we had guys in, it was like late night men. It was it was great, really. It was, yeah. So what, what are your thoughts, mate, on the, the lady drink thing these days? There seems to be a, a lot of talk across quite a few groups about them. The, the lady drink thing, the, the, the mixing of drinks and being water shots and, and that sort of thing. Has that ever been something that's sort of upset you? Uh, I, I think, I don't, I mean, we there was always talk of, you know, obviously there's always been scams and I don't know if it was like, I mean, the, the mama sons, the Thai mama sons, from what I can remember, I mean, we, you know, I used to be friendly with quite a few of them. They used to want the girls to get drunk, you know, because they dance and be like crazy in the bar. And, you know, that, that's what the guys wanted. So it was always encouraged that the girls get drunk, to be honest. Yeah, but, see, I, I mean, it doesn't bother me either. I, 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 seem, I see it all over the place at the moment. I'm thinking, why does it matter whether they're drinking alcohol or not? I mean, to me, if they get yeah. messy, it's probably not an appealing thing at all. So, Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, we used to have... In, in this bar, FLB bar we used to have, I mean, it was very famous for parties. You used to have a lot of parties in there, like closed door sort of things. Nothing really terrible happened inside. They used to have like dancing shows and stuff. I mean, the girls, you know, it, it was when like, tequila started getting popular there and the girls would drink shots. And I mean, you used to see some of them spitting it out and tipping it away or like sometimes, you know, like in the case of my friend, he had a jug of sangria and all the girls would tipping their drinks in his, and he, he said, like, this, this jug's like Mary Poppins airbag. It never seems to get empty, you know, that sort of thing. So, I mean, yeah, they would, I mean, but at, the, at the time, I mean, uh, the, the whole experience was great. I mean, all the girls, there was, oh, I mean, for starters, there was there was no short time. I never heard the word short time when I first went to Pataya. Like, it was all, and there was not, not really long time. I mean, the just thing, you, you go to the bars and the girls would go with you and they'd stay with you, basically, till you wanted to, till you wanted to get, and that used to be a massive big deal i mean if you if you spent a couple of days with a girl and uh you wanted to you know you thought, well i've had enough i want a bit of freedom i want to do whatever i mean you had to get your ducks in a row to get rid of her i mean you had to make sure you had the right money and stuff like that and when you when you first said you know i think i'm gonna have a night with my mates tonight or something like that Oh, mate, the drama would like cry, and they say, "Why don't you want me?" And you know, I'm not going back to the bar. It's not some other guy. Get me. Are you happy with that? And, you know, they would really make a scene. And, and I mean, you know, if you did, 
you'd have to like, stick to your guns and you'd give her the money and say, like, you know, I'll be back tomorrow, I'll be back tomorrow, you know, you, you, they'd go. I mean, nine times out of ten, you'd be sitting by the swimming pool that afternoon and they'd come back and say, like, darling, have you changed your mind? You know, you want... I mean, it was a real big deal, you know, but I mean, obviously now, I hear guys saying, like, oh, you know, the girl saying, I stay with you till four in the morning and I think, I mean, I don't remember any tight girls, any tight girl get up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, like four o'clock in the afternoon would be good. Hey, 11 a.m. in the morning would be good, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, they, one thing they can do is sleep. I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember any of these early risers. I don't know who was you know, there, but yeah, it's a new phenomenon. <laughs> uh, recently, the, uh, the, the local uh, party of government made some changes to Walking Street. Were you ever a Walking Street fan? Yes, I was. I mean, I think, I think to be honest, it's like the cut your cloth to suit your purse time sort of thing. I mean, when I first, my first maybe 10 trips to Pattaya, it was all walking. I didn't really go anywhere. We had that Pattaya land, which is near Walking Street. You know, it's just, just down the road. But, I mean, it used to be Pattaya land. And then, to be honest, Walking Street used to have Happy Go-Go. It was like, they used to have a show on. And all the girls, if you, if all the girls, if you've got to go out of Pattaya Land, say like, right, oh, come with me. They all used to say to you, like, can you take me to Happy Go Go? I want to watch the show. So I mean, yeah, we Walking Street was big, but I mean, as the years went by, obviously the prices in Walking Street went up, and uh, I think the the customer changes as well. I think when you when you first start going to Pattaya, you're, you're basically what they call a two week millionaire, and it, little do you know it, that's probably your happiest times there. You know, you, you work and you've got a pocket full of money and you hit it like a whirlwind, you know, two weeks, do everything you want to do, go home and you're crying at the airport, you know, God, I want to go back. And I think after a, a few years, you, you sort of learn and people want to stay longer. So obviously, instead of that two-week millionaire, they sort of learn, hang on, if I start going to Soy Bacow or Soy Six, that money I'm spending in two weeks, I can eat that out. I can stay like a month or two months. So, and, you know, and then it goes like that really and then the more the more clued up can we say you get the probably you know some some of the experiences are still great but then you obviously get to a point where you know if you're not spending if you're not spending the money you're not going to have the the ultimate party atmosphere are you okay yeah exactly and uh, there's been a sort of a uh, a bit of a shift to some of the venues opening up on the dark side do you how did you have you spent any time over there or did you yeah, I'm afraid I have. Actually, I've done. I've been everywhere. I mean, I I loved it over the dark side. There used to be, there used to be some like iconic bars over there, like Dell Bar, and they were like really famous. I mean, they'd have a certain type in there, like working in there. And it used to be absolutely fantastic. You know, really good. I mean, I think to be honest, I think all that scene's probably going to move over. You know, from the beach over Second Road and Dark Side as, as time goes on. But yeah, the, I mean. The dark side is, is normally the, they're normally nice, really nice guys expatriate over there, and the bar they're they're there bars and you know you get in with them and they take you around the bars and I've I've never had a bad experience over there. I've always really liked it over there. Yeah, but it seems to be a place that a lot of families lived, and it, it quite surprised me that so many of them are now. There's been so many venues in the last probably twelve months that have popped up on the other side. It's just a, it was always sort I of think- a. A couple of scattered things around the place, but it seems to be now um, something. No, it's a good. I've got a lot of friends who live over the dark side. I say, I mean, I think that it's not a problem. But I mean, I think if you're over the dark side, it's, 
you know, they call potato the light side. I mean, it's obviously like with the drink driving. I mean, in the olden days, people used to drink drive and, you know, like, you know, motorcycle deaths and car crashes and stuff. And I mean, they didn't really have a lot of drink drive with the police, but obviously the police have clamped down on it now. And that's what's made the people in the dark side, I think, stay in the dark side now. So they've had to make a go of it because like, it's not as easy moving back and forth as it used to be, you know. Yeah, it's quite funny you talk about the drink driving. They've, had, they've just had a new police chief coming nationally in Thailand and he's uh, stopped them from doing uh, roadside uh, breath tests. So uh, trying to stamp yeah. corruption, it's quite a... Um, yeah, they've got to take them to a hospital now. It's, uh, well, yeah, all right. But I wonder, you, you have to wonder if that if it will be a bit of a roadside thing going on, but yeah, okay. Yeah, the death toll, I mean, the death hole hasn't been something that they've worried about too much over the um, over the years. Uh, I mean, that's well, that's another thing, isn't it? I mean, there's two two times a year in Thailand. You got the you got Songkran, obviously, and I think is it Songkran in the seven deadly days? Is it they call it Correct, over Christmas? Exactly. Yeah, party, is, I mean, party I, is about ten. I think it's it's probably the yeah. But I mean, yeah. do a running poll in the newspapers. How many are killed? And I, I mean, when I moved back to the UK. I mean, the, the road safety is insane in the UK. I mean, it really is safe. I mean, at first I thought, my God, it's so safe compared to driving in Bangkok. Obviously, I've been driving in Bangkok for nine years. But I mean, you know, I mean, what is it? Songkran, there was something like, there was like 3,500, you know, serious accidents. What was it, deaths or whatever, however many deaths it was. I mean, it was like treble what they have in the UK. And I mean, like UK are saying like, you know, whatever it is, a thousand, it's totally unacceptable. Exactly. And this, you know, you'd normally Thailand breaks that in like in four days, you know, you know. And they was in Thailand, I think, I think it was something like 3,500 like, serious crashes or something. And they said, like, well, that's not too bad, it's gone down, you know, 20 percent. They was patting each other on the back, it's got, you know, not too bad. At all, you know? It's like crazy. That's just one of the great, you know. There's a lot of things in Thailand that are crazy that we like and, you know, think it's quite amusing and, you know, that's sort of one of them. And uh, how, how have you found being an admin on probably, I think, what was probably one of the best party groups that I've actually come across uh, yeah. in, in the last oh, decade? It's not... The thing is with all the Pattaya groups, I don't know why, but, I, you know, it's amazing, really, that you've you got this place, Pattaya, where guys go, they drink... They eat, they got they got girls there, it's great. You, you know, you'd think everyone would get on fantastic, wouldn't you? But I, I don't know what it is, but ever since the history of Patea Forum, there's always been arguments and fights and, you know, you know, people break away and they go on other groups and stuff like that. But I can say with our group, it's, it's Patea Legends, I don't know if anyone's uh, interested in anyone, but I mean, with our, our group now, it's a lot of the guys, like the... Yeah, a lot, lot of the guys who are running it are guys from the old FLB days. We've been going. Tw- we've known each other twenty years. We might have gone our separate ways over the years, but this, it, this, this group, it got everyone back together again. And it's been, it's been absolutely great, you know, to meet up with, you know, to get in contact with everyone. I suppose it's like when one of these school sites, you know, friends reunite or something. It's, it's been like that, but it's like being patty a reunite. It's been great. Absolutely, as it's probably been one of the best groups, and the stories that do come up on it have just been, you know, it's it's a great it's a great read, and, and there's not too much of the the rubbish you seem to get with you know, people threat death threats and rubbish that you seem to get across on on the other party groups that have been going a little bit longer. So, it's, no, uh, well, I, well, I mean, there's three admins, and I mean, 
we've we've sort of got our role. I, I mean, I like to. I think my my entertainment and gossip is probably yeah. Matt is the normal, uh, the steadfast person who keeps the others under control, and then we call Dale. He, he's he's the executioner, and Dale is he's the one who gets rid of all the trouble people. And I mean, God, he's yeah, he he has his own fault sometimes. But Dale's I've, actually one I've of the guys. That. I have seen that firsthand. It's like ah, uh, you're gone. I have seen it first, yeah. yeah, I mean, Dale's been, he's, he's one of the uh, originators of Pattaya Addicts. I mean, he, you know, he was the one of the founding members. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's actually, uh, I mean, we don't actually think any of us are legends on Pattaya Legends, to be honest. It wasn't a, a name we inherited. And like I say, I can assure you, we, none of us think we're legends. But if you did have a bit of a little bit of an iconic legend, it is Dale. Because, I mean, it, on, when we had the message boards, the forums, the FLB forums, you know, no one really did anything. You know, it was all right. It was all pretty friendly. But he was the first media. He, he came to Pattaya for about two or three months, and he, he did it every. And I mean, he had a. We did a trip. He did his own trip report, and I mean, everyone wanted to meet him, and everyone had their photo took with him. So I, I mean, if we if we did have a legend on there, it's probably him. But I, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't tell him that too often. <laughs> so my last question: We've run out of time. Actually, he's gone by so yeah, quickly. No. But my last question is if uh, if the current Dave could go back and talk to young David heading into Patea for his first trip 20 years ago, what advice would you give him? Oh, I wouldn't give him any advice. I wouldn't tell him anything because I wouldn't want to ruin it for him. Because yeah, those first years are your best years. If I could just get it across to people, don't, you don't need anyone to tell you you don't need anyone to tell you how to spend your money, what bars to go in, how to enjoy Patea. Just just go there and do it. You know, just walk around and go in where you fancy, where you see something you like. You know, when you start planning things, you're planning your holiday, I'm going to go, yeah, you know, I'm, they're going to look forward and they're going to see me in this bar or I'm going to have a party that night in this bar or I'm going to go with that girl this night. You're, you're losing the... You know the hunter hunter instinct. You, you should just go there and just wander about and go in where you fancy. You know the least the least you know, the better it is. Sounds like very and solid I, advice. I, very solid advice. I, and I, I mean, like now, I'm looking forward to being a two week millionaire again. You know, I I don't really have any plans on staying there long term at this moment in time. Um, but I am looking forward to when the borders open again and when things are back to normal. I'm I'm looking forward to meeting up some of the guys we you know contacted with again on legends and they're like we're, we'll have our two-week millionaire we're looking forward to staying in a nice hotel and going around you know we're all a bit older and fatter so we'll have, to, exactly. have, to, have to have a bit more money in our pocket i guess hopefully <laughs> so, hopefully the borders open very soon very soon I, I think so well there was talk about vaccine today so we never know fingers crossed fingers crossed all right david okay. thank you very much for your time it's been uh, good yeah, to have you on yeah thanks adam uh, good luck with everything all right Excellent. Thank you, Lizzie. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Thank you.